0: Kamala Harris wants you to know who brung it, Queen Nikki Haley eats her own foot again, and college brats are refusing to pay back their own student loans. It's time to crown my losers of the week and later. Who really killed Jeffrey Epstein? Well, I have his brother on the line and he has a theory. Don't miss it. The show starts now. Donald Trump won Iowa, but this week, well, it wasn't a winner for everybody. That includes habitual loser Kamala Harris. She was yucking it up again this week. First, with this um inspirational pep talk to the South Carolina women's basketball team. Watch it and get hyped.
1: When the people are in these stands watching you, be they parents or students or kids, you're lifting them up. When people are out here saying, ah, oh, are they saying yay? Or are they saying all of the things that they say in response to the game? You're lifting them up with a sense of joy about being a part of a community. And we need that.
0: I mean, if that didn't rev your engine, I don't know what will. But I can tell you what won't Bidenomics won't, Joe won't. The ladies of the view, well, they won't. But if you want to know who dern darn brung the crap storm to ya, well, look no further.
2: We have to earn the reelect, and we have to communicate what we have achieved. Yes, and, and that is going to be one of our big challenges. We've done a lot of good work. We need to net, let people know who brung it to them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, sadly for Kamala and Papa Joe, we are all well aware who brung it, and we would like to give it back. And I can think of something, or someone rather, that we'd also like to give back. Nikki Haley. You know, CNN had to cancel their scheduled New Hampshire debate due to the fact that Icky Nikki refused to attend. Perhaps she declined the opportunity given when she talks, well, this happens.
1: Are you involved in a racist party?
2: No.
0: We're, we're not a racist country, Brian. We've never been a racist country. Our goal is to make sure that today is better than yesterday. Are we perfect? No. But our goal is to always make sure we try and be more perfect every day that we can. I know, I faced racism when I was growing up, but I can tell you today is a lot better than it was then. Hmm. If we've never been a racist country, how then did you face racism growing up, Nikki? Not only does that statement make no sense at all, to assert that the U.S. has never been a racist nation, that's not just a stretch, but it's a lie. Slavery was racist, segregation also racist. But this is also coming from the same gal who couldn't count slavery as the cause of the Civil War, so what really do you expect from Nick Nicky? Not much, bombing the world, but not much else. But speaking of expectations... Quick life lesson to Gen Z brats. If you take out a loan, you pay back the loan. You don't get to refuse to pay it back as a protest. You don't get to boycott your own flippin' bills. I swear to all that is holy, if these are the young people y'all are out there raisin', we are in deep, deep doo-doo. The greatest generation stormed beaches, fought for freedom, sacrificed, and risked their lives for this nation Also, whiny-ass Gen Zers could sit on their thumbs and bitch and moan about paying back the loans they voluntarily took out to get their worthless gender studies degrees. I simply, simply cannot. But here to react to my losers this week and so much more is Uncovered DC Editor-in-Chief Tracy Beans. Tracy, it's great to have you back. I'm glad to be here. My goodness. Where do we begin? (laughs) Uh, Let's start with... You know, let's start off right off the bat um, with Nikki Haley. Uh, Kamala, we already know, issues there. I don't think the Republican Party is trying to elect Kamala anytime soon. Democrats might be trying to elect Nikki Haley, though. So I want to talk about this. She's still out there. I've been calling her the Queen of Sheba. She's still out there. You know, she got third in Iowa saying that it's a two-person race. She wants to take on Donald Trump. She's a pick me, for those who know what that is. And she's just as annoying as ever. She might very well win New Hampshire because of Democrats. But you know, how long do you think this Nikki charade is gonna last?
2: Well, she certainly can't come to my home state of South Carolina and expect to win anything here. And I can tell you that from experience. She's not well liked here at all. She did nothing conservative for our state, as a matter of fact. On her on the way out the door, she really angered a ton of people with what she did with the Confederate flag for reasons that is very rich in South Carolina history. And The problem with Nikki Haley is that every single time she opens up her mouth, she either lies or makes a serious blunder the way you just saw, which is why she's not really campaigning much in New Hampshire right now. Anytime she takes a question, she steps in it. So she's got to be basically in her basement like the rest of the the candidates on the left usually are uh, Joe Biden. And, and Nikki Haley share a basement, apparently. And, you know, that's something that we need to address, too, is how all of these states, South Carolina, too, is an open primary. We need to stop letting the the left and the Democrats step into Republican politics and sway it one way or another.
0: Yeah, I happen to think that Nikki Haley um, is a, a Democrat, a, a neocon, maybe. I mean, a lot of things. I I certainly feel like she's more of a Democrat than a Republican. But, you know, I keep. Seeing her say this over and over again, I don't entirely disagree with it. She said that she could beat Joe Biden. Now, I don't disagree. I do believe in a general election that Nikki Haley could beat Joe Biden because she is enough of a Democrat. It's almost like she's running as a third party because she's enough of, of a Democrat to get the Democrats to vote for her that don't like Joe Biden. However, as a conservative and a Republican, I would not like her to be my president with an R behind her name masquerading as a Republican. So how do you feel about that? And do you do you think that she has a chance— to overcome Donald Trump with Republicans?
2: No, no, I I don't. Uh, The majority of, I say all the time, the one thing that Republicans can unite around right now is we all dislike Nikki Haley equally. Nobody likes her. I have not yet met one supporter of Nikki Haley, not one. Have you, have you seen anyone in real life who actually supports Nikki Haley? Anyone? No, I, I haven't.
0: You're exactly right about that. I think people... She's been doing this. She's no drama. You know, all this, these corny canned lines that she, she has. She's disingenuous. She's inauthentic to me. Uh, I think she will eventually drop out. I don't know when that's going to happen. I think she's a narcissist, so I think that she'll stay in as long as she has the donors that are willing to fund her. Um, But I want to talk about Ron DeSantis. You know, last time you and I talked, you and I are both fans uh, of Ron DeSantis. I will always be a fan of Ron DeSantis unless he completely changes up. But I have been of the mindset this week because of Iowa and because of what it was for Donald Trump, over 50%. I have of the mindset now that Ron DeSantis, because I believe he's the future of this party, he probably also needs to drop out, as much as that pains me to say, and he needs to go back to Florida, and I believe he needs to get ready for for 2028 beyond just governing the state of Florida. Do you think now is the time, or do you think he needs to stick around a little longer?
2: No, I, I, he needs to stay in. I mean, I don't remember the last time we let 56,000 people choose the Republican nominee for the rest of the entire country. Turnout was down ridiculously in Iowa, whether that was because of the weather, whether that was because of the polls that were going out, the absurd polls that were going out showing, you know, Trump was up 60. Um, I don't know. But there is literally zero reason for Ron DeSantis, who came in second in the Iowa caucus, to drop out today. Um, I think that that would be a silly, silly thing and would deprive Republican voters, at least half of the Republican voters, if we use that same metric from Iowa, of their decision. I vote in South Carolina. It's the, you know, it's the third state, first of three, first in the South. I want to place my vote for the candidate I feel like best represents my ideals. And that's Ron DeSantis this go around. But
0: Tracy, Um, does he have a chance? Because I don't disagree with what you're saying about Ron DeSantis. And I don't disagree even with the fact that Iowa shouldn't necessarily be the the end all be all I get it. I'm just wondering the polls were fairly accurate in Iowa and I'm not somebody who believes polls, but Mm. I just don't know if he's able to mount that hill at this point. And I fear if he sticks around too long, he becomes like a John Kasich. And I fear that he spoils himself for the next go around. And that is my fear because I want him to be the future of this party. Do you think he has a shot to beat? I don't, I believe he can beat Nikki Haley in any state, um, Do you think he has a shot to beat Donald Trump in South Carolina?
2: Um, Honestly, what I see in South Carolina is a 50 50 split. Will it be easy? Absolutely not. But I can tell you from personal experience, there's no lawn signs. There are no more flags like on my block alone. I used to have 10 to 12 Donald Trump flags, even Trump 2024 flags. They're gone. Nobody's got those flags up anymore. And, you know, look, I was too early. Let's get through Super Tuesday and then maybe I'll come back around and be like, yeah, you know what? You're right. He's not doing as well as he should. He should probably leave. But to do it now, now, after after just one primary, I mean, if we followed that logic, Donald Trump should have dropped out in 2016. It's just absurd, in my opinion. You're not absurd. Just the people's idea that you should leave after one primary. is. I mean, if you're Vivek, fine. But not coming in where where DeSantis did in second place, absolutely not.
0: I don't entirely disagree with you. I just worry about his future if he sticks around too long and can't win. That's my biggest concern. Uh, Also, though, I think if we could get rid of Nikki Haley— I think Ron DeSantis would obviously sweep up her voters that are confused, that just simply don't like Donald Trump, that are, are trying to make a statement by by going with Nikki Haley. I think if Nikki Haley were out of the picture, I think Ron DeSantis would have a much better shot. I don't think that there's any convincing Nikki Haley or her donors to get out of the way. So I, I don't know if if Ron DeSantis has the money to stick around until Super Tuesday. What do you think, what world does that look like that his donors stick around long enough for him to make it to March?
2: Well, let's see what happens in New Hampshire and in South Carolina. New Hampshire, I don't think any- he's Unfortunately, New Hampshire, he's so I- far behind. I know I was about to say, I don't think anyone is under any mysticism that he's going to win in in New Hampshire. Um, However, I'd like to see where he ends up. He's doing well. He's packing events there. Let's see if that translates into votes. It didn't seem to in Iowa. I mean, the man campaigned all over the state. Again, whether that was weather or not is a different story, but. I want to see him get through those contests. And you're absolutely right about uh, Nikki Haley. I don't see how when you do as poorly as she will do in South Carolina, you stay in after that. that's your home state. You know, yeah. you don't leave with your head held high coming in, you know, behind a, a distant third in your home state as the, as a former governor and then be able to stick around and make people convinced to spend money on you over and over and over again. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's going to be interesting. I do want to turn to uh, another thing that gives me cause her pause and a little frustration, and that is a recent Truth Social post made by, by Donald Trump uh, in which he's talking about having presidential immunity. But the part that bothers me is not that I don't think that he has immunity as, as being a former president or when he was president. What bothers me is a certain line um, when he talked about cross that line, events that cross that line must fall under total immunity. It bothers me because I think he's going to be our nominee, and it bothers me that he is feeding into the left when the left says he wants to be a dictator. He's never going to leave. He's going to, you know, kill democracy. It bothers me that he would feed into that narrative with a line like that because I think he's just giving them all the ammunition they need. And I know that you're obviously still on the the DeSantis side and you're going for DeSantis, but let's just go to a world now where Donald Trump is our nominee. I just don't know— how Republicans, conservatives, America first mega. I don't know how we convinced Donald Trump to not shoot himself in the foot when he could so easily avoid it.
2: You can't, (laughs) you can't, I mean, that's the way he always has been the way he always will be. I think to expect any change at this point would be silly. I mean, this is, this is the way it is. There's a number of things he could have done that wouldn't have shot himself in the foot. Um, And, you know, Sometimes people's personalities just are what they are. And that's what a lot of folks loved about him, including I'm from New York. That was kind of what I loved the first go around. Like he says whatever is in his head and you just know what you're getting most of the time. Um, but you, you can't. You're going to have to be ready to somehow defend against all of this and deal with what I believe is going to be a certain uh, conviction in D.C. if the if that case gets there before. The election because not because he's guilty of anything tommy but because the dc jury will put anyone in jail if they even are loosely a fan of donald trump let alone donald trump himself
0: yeah i don't know you know <laughs> some of the things that he says that some people would classify as outlandish don't bother me um mm-hmm. when he talks about building the wall when he says in mexico's not sending its best i mean all the things that he says for the most part When it comes to policy positions, I agree with, and I don't care that those things piss people off. Uh, I cheer for them most of the time when he says those things. It's when he talks about himself, I guess, that's what bothers me because— Donald Trump is such a polarizing figure anyway. I I Mm -hmm. don't think when he talks about himself and how he should be able to get away with anything, I just don't think that helps. I think it helps when you talk about talking about sealing the border. I think that's totally fine. When you talk about making better deals, that's totally fine. When you talk about taking the oil and drilling, I mean, I think that's totally fine. It's just when he talks about himself that I just, I kind of coil up and I just want to be like, I I know it's in his nature and he needs to do what he needs to do. and, And he is, you know, his own gatekeeper, but... It just bothers me as somebody that if he's our nominee, I'd really like to see him win in 2024. And those are the things that I think are going to make it much, much more difficult. Um, But I do want to turn now, speaking of immigration, to this latest firestorm right now. Um, The lie that's coming out of the mainstream media, coming out of the left, elected Democrat representatives that have still, for the most part, not retracted their claims that the Texas National Guard actually stood in the way of Border Patrol rescuing illegal aliens What do you think about the media and the Democrats not owning up to the blatant lie they've been peddling?
2: Um, I'm not surprised about it. They'll own up to it eventually in five months from now, once the campaign talking points are already seated in the public psyche. And there's no way to reverse that the same way when Donald Trump ran for president in 2016, they did the the whole nonsense about the the gestures he was making and saying he was, he was, you know, denigrating um, people with special needs. They'll do this as as often as it is uh, feasible for them to be able to get a narrative out there. And right now they want the narrative to be, Oh, you know, um, Texas, bad Republicans, bad going after immigrants, wanting to harm them completely flies in the face of everything that we know. And and again, takes a giant dump, for lack of a better word, all over not only our service members, but the people who are actually protecting this country from this invasion at the southern border that we're dealing with right now. Way to way to just completely destroy the people that are actually doing the work down there in favor of a narrative that is completely and utterly false. There was a clip today I saw of a migrant, I guess, in uh, Chicago that had been brought up there by my governor. <laughs> Hammond. And and she it, he was saying this migrant was saying to a to a Chicago resident, go to work. You're lazy. No money for you while collecting money. This is what we're dealing with here. Entitlement, speaking of money and yeah. um, and this at the border. It's terrible. I want to ask you your question on something because I don't take you as somebody
0: that's very politically correct. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong on that. (laughs) No. But I noticed that you said, and you know, I do it from time to time as well, depending on where I am, but I've decided I'm going to stop. Uh, I'm not going to refer to them ever again as migrants or the migrant crisis. I will heretofore, as I have for most of my career, refer to them as illegal immigrants and illegal aliens. Uh, I'm not going to use the terminology of the left anymore. I'm not Mm going to call them migrants. I'm not going to call them immigrants. I'm not going to call them undocumented. Undocumented is when you forget your ID and you're trying to get into a bar. You are undocumented. Not when you come into this country legally. You are an illegal immigrant and an illegal alien. How do you feel about using the terms of the left, and do you think that by using those terms, we are playing into their game at all?
2: Yes, I agree with you 100%. The only reason why I said migrant is because I don't know what their status was. Um, I have no idea. So I said migrant so that I'm not uh, inaccurate, which is something <laughs> I, I'm very careful with. But yeah, call them illegals if they're here illegally. That's what they are. They're invading our country. They're invaders. That's what I'd actually call them, invaders. Um, I, I never... Use the language of the left, no matter what the the topic, especially when it comes to, you know, gender ideology, quote, or any of that. So, yeah, let it let it rip. Yeah, I I just
0: I'm just so tired. I mean, they are going to hate us anyway. When I say they the left is going to hate us. The leftist media is going to hate us anyway. So why we tiptoe around their sensitivities is beyond me. Uh, I, I mean, no matter what we say, the goalposts keep moving and you can tongue tie yourself trying to appease them. And at the end of the day, they're still going to hate us and they're still going to mischaracterize every single thing we say anyway. So like you said, I say let it rip and let's just call a spade a spade. If we do Mm -hmm. make an honest mistake, correct it. But I'm done falling into their games and using their language. These people are illegal immigrants and that's just enough said about that. Um, the last thing I want to ask you about, actually, is something that's a little bit more fun. It's not even necessarily political, but I've been seeing it, and I just want to get your take on it. You know, Reddit has those, am I an a-hole thing, and I think this was part of that, and it's been an ongoing discussion. Latest thing, there's a woman um, who was in an exit row seat, flying to Asia, pregnant woman, wanted her seat. She refused to give up her seat to the pregnant woman. Where do you land on that? Which one's in the right, which one's in the wrong on the great plain debate?
2: Oh, gee, I I don't. I mean, it's the woman who was sitting there originally seat. She doesn't have to give it to anyone. I mean, if anything, it just makes her look like a terrible person. But that's her seat. She paid for it. She obviously wanted an aisle seat and she wants to sit there. Now, if the meta if the pregnant woman's having some kind of medical emergency, that's a different story. But if it's just a case of she wants to get to the bathroom easier, but that woman bought an aisle seat. Keep the seat, lady. You're a jerk, but keep the seat. <laughs> See, I don't think
0: she's a jerk because this is a big pet peeve of mine. You know, there are exceptions. If somebody has a medical emergency, if somebody's in distress, if it's somebody that is, you know, that is elderly or somebody that has special needs, those are the exceptions. For me, though— I'm not moving my seat. If I'm especially if I'm asked to move my seat, it's one thing if I see that people are scrambling mm-hmm. or they're not sitting with their kids and they're like, oh gosh, or they're not, and I'm in somewhere and someone's like, oh, you know, my husband's over there. I might be just like a nice person and say, hey, listen, like I'll switch with you, but I'm gonna be the one that offers it. If I am asked, I will plant myself, I will dig roots into that floor because (laughs) it bothers me to to no end. These people that feel that they're so entitled that they can have people move around because they feel so special, whatever their situation is, they're pregnant, they're fat, they want to be with their kids. It bothers me that people are so entitled now that they think that they can start moving people around and then they just clutch their pearls if people don't adjust and bend to their every woman wish. And I feel like this is a very... COVID, post-COVID era that we live in now, where people feel, I guess, this brave and this ballsy to make these demands of other people.
2: I would just say no. Clearly, I really would. I've been pregnant before. I would never in a million years dream of, for no reason other than my own convenience, asking someone to give up something that they clearly wanted. It's selfish, like you said. It's entitled. I'm with you. I'm on Team Tommy with the seat.
0: Well, you know, I'm glad that we could end on a consensus with that. (laughs) I always appreciate your honest takes. I always appreciate your tweets and out there, you know, spreading the good word. And, you know, I hope that we can have this discussion uh, ahead or after South Carolina. And I'm hoping at that point Nikki Haley will be so embarrassed in her home state, that we will get rid of of Nikki and she'll go back to the board of something and we can just move along on our merry way. But I appreciate you being here. Um, Happy end of the week to you. And I hope to talk to you soon, Tracy. Thanks so much. Have a great one. You as well. All right, folks. In the last five years, uh, there'd be, I say, a good eight out of 10 conspiracy theories that have come true. But will the establishment ever acknowledge those conspiracy theories, turn fact? Yeah, likely not. But one conspiracy remains unanswered. Who killed Jeffrey Epstein? Now, four years ago, before COVID, before I fled California, I sat down with my friend and comedian, Theo Vaughn, and I asked him that very question. Everybody knows Bill's uh, got a few in the trunk. The Epstein. Did he kill himself? Ooh. Did he kill himself? No. I don't think a man with that much ego would kill himself. It's just way too much. If the Clintons killed him, I wouldn't be shocked, man. I wouldn't be shocked if Hillary went in there with a you know, a sharp spoon and got him. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't be shocked if uh, if Bernie killed him and cut his body up and gave a little bit to every single person that he knew. You know what I'm saying? I just wouldn't be shocked, though. But Hillary's the hitman, not Billy. <laughs> all right, now that was all in good fun and meant to be humorous, but the subject at hand is anything but laughable. So earlier this week, I chatted with Mark Epstein, yes, brother of Jeffrey Epstein, and I asked him that very important question. Did Jeffrey Epstein really kill himself? So, I'm very excited to have my next guest because this has been a controversy brewing on the internet for several years now, and we'll probably never get to the bottom of it. But I'd like to get a little more insight. So, joining me now is brother of Jeffrey Epstein, Mark Epstein. Mark, I want to thank you so much for joining me by phone, and I know that you're not going to talk about the list, you're not going to talk about the case, you're not going to talk about any of that, and that's just fine. What I want to get to the bottom of here is, I know you've done a lot of work into this, I know that you have a lot of opinions on it, but the world has been asking for the last couple of years, did your brother kill himself? Give me your honest take on that.
1: When I first heard that he had committed suicide in prison, I just assumed that was true. And so I don't want anyone to think that I'm just a brother who doesn't want to believe his brother might have killed himself because I believed it. But then when the facts started coming out, it looks it's apparent that it was not a suicide. I mean, if you took a look at all of the facts and all of the evidence, including the autopsy, You know, on top of, and not just the screw up in the prison with the cameras not working and the guards screwing off, but you look at the real facts. There's no way you would come up with the determination of a suicide without Bill Barr calling it a suicide. And then the medical examiner follows suit because the pathologists, the, the two pathologists that were there for the autopsy, came out of the autopsy and they said they couldn't call it a suicide. Because it looked too much like a homicide. So on the initial death certificate, the cause of death, it said pending further study. And then a few days later, the chief medical examiner, who did not see the body, claims it's a suicide. And there's no indication of what she used as additional study material or any investigation to come to that determination. Other than the fact that Bill Barr called it a suicide and it was not his place to do so. And she thought that Jeff tried to commit suicide a couple of weeks before, but that was not a suicide attempt. He had been attacked by his cellmate. And you can hear his attorney explain that if you listen to the Crime Waves podcast with Professor Declan Hill. So like I said, if you just look at all the facts and the evidence, you would not come up with a suicide. Another question that was recently raised is, they said he hung himself with a sheet. Now, those sheets are intentionally made out of fabric that's not supposed to be strong because they don't want them using sheets to tie a rope ladder together, you know, to climb out of a window like we've seen in old movies. So I'm questioning whether that little bit of sheet that they're showing could hold the bulk of Jeff's weight if he was hanging there. And he was hanging, he was dead for at least two hours right? before he was found.
0: There's so many questions here. And, you know, it doesn't take a conspiracy theorist to look at this and think, you know, there might have been some foul play. You mentioned a cellmate. You mentioned fellow prisoners. And, you know, I heard you talk about this with Pierce Morgan last week where you said, hey, listen, if this was a fellow prisoner, it would have been pretty easy to pass this off and say, hey, fellow prisoner did this. We'll go after that prisoner. We'll we'll charge them with the death of Jeffrey Epstein. So let's talk about that. And how likely do you think that is of an explanation to what happened to your brother?
1: Uh, I think that's highly unlikely. Uh, I mean, it's, it's possible. But like I said, you know, I gave the example of the case of Whitey Bulger, who was a guy who was in prison and he was attacked by three inmates who killed him in prison. And they got those three guys and they prosecuted him. So if it was just another inmate, you know, killing Jeff because he wanted to be the one that killed, you know, the pedophile. Well, why would they have this kind of like cover up? Why would they make it sound like a suicide? And why would the Justice Department report be so filled with so much bullshit? You know, I mean, there's demonstrably factual inaccuracies in the Justice Department report that doesn't make any sense. That obviously a cover up. And as Tucker Carlson said, you know, why is Bill Barr lying about this? Someone should be putting the microphone in front of Bill Barr's face and asking him why he's lying about this.
0: So you mentioned a cover-up. Why do you think, or what motivation do you think there is for either Bill Barr or others, because he's not the only one that's wanted to sweep this under the rug, what do you think the motivation would be behind a cover-up of your brother's death if it wasn't by suicide?
1: Well, because if it was... Uh if it wasn't suicide, which, like, uh, again, say I don't believe it was a suicide at this point in time, then somebody killed him. And then you have to ask, why did somebody kill him? It was probably, you would imagine, to shut him up in case he had, and he had information on people. And then you have to wonder out of all the people that you might list who might want him, you know, gone, who would have the power or who would have the ability to get something like this done in a federal prison and have the Justice Department cover it up? You know, some uh, wealthy guy living over in Europe, he's not going to have the ability or the wherewithal to pull something like this off. This has to be the government has to be involved because the government is in charge of the prisons and who goes into prison. So th- Bill Barr should be the one you're talking to.
0: Do you think that there's going to be a day where someone from that prison, whether it be a fellow inmate, a guard, comes out and exposes the truth? Are you hopeful that maybe at some point that'll happen?
1: Uh, I would like to see that happen, whether it's going to. I don't know. We still have questions about JFK's death you know, from 60 years ago. So uh, I don't know if that's going to happen if this was done, you know, uh, by the Justice Department had their hands in it. You know, everything's going to be, like you say, swept under the carpet. It'll be hard to get it back out. But I want the questions raised and I want Bill Barr to be questioned about his statement.
0: The rest of your family members are—are are they on the same page as you are when it comes to the death of your brother, not believing that it was a suicide?
1: Well, I'm really the only close relative he had. We have some cousins that you know he wasn't that close with, and nobody—they're not close enough to have a, an opinion. You know, I mean, they were surprised to hear that Jeff killed himself, and when you look at the fact that he had a hearing coming up in a few days whether or not he was going to get bail, and it would have been the highest bail in U.S. history, you got to question, why would he kill himself a few days before the bail hearing? You know, if he was going to kill himself, you know, the wait until bail is denied, then you kill yourself because you don't want to spend another year in jail waiting for a trial. But you don't kill yourself, you know, a few days before that bail hearing. That makes no sense at all.
0: Do you think there's a possibility that it wasn't just one person that did it, that maybe it was a collective of people, maybe even a bipartisan collective of people that wanted your brother dead because of the information that he might have or information that he might be willing to divulge, that maybe that this was beyond just one person, but really a circle of of conspiracy that we have here in front of us of people who— He just collectively wanted him to be quiet forever.
1: Uh, I don't think that's that's plausible because I don't think you'd be able to keep a committee. You know, this is not done by committee. This is done by somebody with the power to get it done. If it was done by committee, there'd be too many people that know about it. And that would eventually have, it would have come out, I think, in the four and a half years since it's been, you know, since his death.
0: When it comes to everything, obviously, We've had a lot of news. This has resurfaced. It will probably resurface again several more times. It seems like this kind of ebbs and flows. It's it's in the news, and then it's out of the news, but everybody still has that same question. Did he kill himself? Do you think that the way that everybody is speaking about your brother, whether it be his death or his cases or the lists, do you think that they're giving an accurate picture of the man that you knew?
1: again you know it's something i don't want to get into i mean i'm just concerned that my brother was murdered in a federal prison that's really what my what i'm focusing on you know what i what i think of jeff that doesn't have anything to do with whether or not he was murdered So that's what i'm focusing on
0: now i know you've been begging this question you know what really happened you said you would love to be able to question bill barr on this have you made any headway in doing that and kind of pushing this issue further getting answers for yourself and and anybody else that might have a vested interest in knowing what really happened? Have you made any progress in that pursuit?
1: Well, not much progress, but I've been trying. I've been trying to get the records as medical records. I haven't been able to get that. I was trying to get the copy of the 911 call that was made from the prison. Uh, I'd like to get a copy of the tape that was uh, the videotape that was on in the prison, the one that was outside of the tier, the tape that Bill Barr was referring to when he said nobody went in or out and that convinced him it was a suicide. And that's what's so stupid about that comment because there were you know 11 or 12 people on the other side of that door that didn't have to go in or out if they were going to kill him. And I don't even know if they were all questioned. They talk about questioning three inmates, but why wasn't all the you know, 11 or 12 inmates questioned? You know, the, the thing is when Bill Barr calls it a suicide, then there's no investigation because it's a, if it's listed as a suicide there's nothing to investigate like i said before if somebody commits suicide the only question is how did they do it you know did they hang themselves did they jump out of a window did they step in front of a bus and and the answer to that question is pretty obvious like instantly Right. So there's no reason to investigate anything. That's why there's been no investigation. The EMTs that went to the prison would never question. The hospital personnel would never question. It just goes, they fly against credibility that an investigation was done and the and uh, determination was suicide. Like I said, If you if you look at the evidence from the autopsy and the way the Justice Department report said he was hanging, it's inconsistent. The way he was hanging, he should have had a mark on his neck, high up in, on his neck going back. Behind his ears, not towards whatever he was tied to, but the, the ligature mark on his neck is more in the center of his neck, and it goes straight back. That's why the uh, pathologist said it looks more like a what they call a ligature strangulation. When you put something behind, you go behind somebody, put something behind his neck, and and strangle him.
0: Do you think you know?
1: And also the way he, the way he was hanging, the way they described that he was hanging, he should have had what's called lividity in in the back of his legs. Lividity is when you die the blood settles in your body and you end up with getting like blotchiness under the skin from the blood pooling underneath the skin. You could see that. So they said he was hanging in a seated position with his legs in front of him and his buttocks was an inch and a half off the ground. So that means basically all of his body weight was hanging by his neck. And obviously the lowest part of his body was his buttocks and his legs. There should have been pooling of his blood because that starts after about an hour after you die. So and his legs and buttocks were clear. The autopsy photos show there's no lividity in his buttocks or his legs. That again, that's factual.
0: Right, Mark. Do you think that if we were to have a President Trump reelected, um, you know, he is soured on Bill Barr. He's not friendly to Bill Barr. Do you think that, or do you have hope that maybe a President Donald Trump would open this up or or look into this once again? <laughs>
1: No, I don't think Trump will look into it. And why not? I don't think Trump would look into it.
0: Okay, I'm just going to take your answer for that. Last question I have, and I appreciate you taking all this time, by the way. Mark, if you don't believe what happened to your brother was a suicide, you've obviously been talking about it. I'm sure you don't have the information that your brother had by any stretch of the imagination, but do you fear for your own life to any extent just because of your last name and your connection with your brother?
1: No, I don't fear for my life. I did get a lot of death threats uh soon after Jeff's death and I was in contact with the FBI and the NYPD and I did have armed security for a while. Uh I am protected now and I don't have any I'm not fearful, but uh on an abundance of caution, I'm just you know, that's why I'm not appearing on camera.
0: Right. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time over the phone, giving us all that information and pressing for the truth because the world wants to know. The world deserves to know. Uh, your family deserves to know. We deserve to have transparency in all things. If we'll ever get that remains to be seen. But thank you so much, Mark, for taking the time. We really appreciate it.
1: I appreciate it. Thank you. And ask Bill Barr these questions.
0: Uh, I would thank love you. to. I would love to. Thank you so much, Mark. God bless.